0: DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents A Sister of St. Therese, Servant of God Leonie Martin, Bearer of Hope, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, a religious community dedicated to retreats and spiritual direction according to the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. He is featured on several series found on the Eternal Word Television Network. He's also the author of numerous books on the spiritual teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, as well as other works focused on aspects of the spiritual life. A Sister of St. Therese, Servant of God, Leone Martin, Bearer of Hope, with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor.
1: Get a kind of an overview of Léonie, her struggles, and then we'll resume. So we left Léonie at the school at Le Mans in the hope that with her aunt's help, that something might change. But let's go back and look at the context of this. So Léonie is two years old. Her younger sister, Helene, is born. Helene dies when she's five years old. Helene is recognized by everyone. You see this in Zelie's letters, too. She was a really special child. Everybody loved her. She was just sweet. Even when this five-year-old child is close to death, she's consoling her mother. It's just, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, in the Martin family, you have the two oldest sisters. You have Marie and Pauline, who were born close together, and they would kind of be companions. They would share a room. They would be companions throughout their lives. Then you have Leonie and Helene, who are born close together, just a year apart, and everything looks like they are going to form a pair as well. Some of the other children die early on, and then you have Celine and Therese at the youngest end of the family, and as we know, they are an inseparable pair, sharing a room, sharing uh, an intense relationship of closeness. All right, that's the, the setup of the children. The eczema starts when she's two years old. Her paternal grandfather dies when she's two years old. Now, when Helene is born, Zélie was able to to nurse the oldest children, but as she grew more frail physically herself, she was no longer able to, so that when Helene is born, at this point, she sends the children to another woman as their nurse. This was a common thing at that time, and it was a very hard thing because Generally, the women would only accept to nurse the child if the child came to live with them. This is what happens with Therese in her first year, for example. So what this means is that the child is born and then almost immediately leaves the home, which is difficult for the child and obviously difficult for the family, the mother and the family. So Helene is born, but she immediately leaves the home. When Leonie is three years old, her first brother, Joseph, is born. He also immediately leaves the home to be nursed. And he dies five months later. At this point, Helene returns. When Leonie is four and a half years old, the second of her little brothers is born, immediately leaves the home to be nursed. When Leonie is five years old, the second of her brothers also dies at the age of eight months. And then a week later, her maternal grandfather dies at that point too, just a, a month and a half later, the two oldest, Marie and Pauline, leave the home to go off to the boarding school in Le mom. So you have this large family, but because of the early death of these children, because they're sent out to be nursed, and because the oldest two go off to the boarding school, Leonie is alone. The two youngest, Celine and Therese, are not yet born at this point. She has the illnesses that we mentioned. When she is five years old, Celie, who simply can't keep up with everything with the business and the children, she hires a maid. And this is Louise Marais. And we'll just mention that when Leonie is five years old, Louise comes. And she's going to be with the family until Celie's death. We'll be returning to her as we go along. When Leonie is six years old, Céline is now born, immediately leaves the home to, to be nursed. This is followed by the death of Helene at this point. So, six brothers and sisters, and she's alone. And this would be her condition in the family for the rest of her family life. The oldest two would be together and share life. The youngest two would be together, but Leonie would be alone. In fact, if you would visit the family home at Les Buissonnets in Lisieux, when the family later moves to Lisieux, you can see the from the floor plan, at one end of the upstairs corridor, you have the room where Marie and Pauline live. At the opposite end of the corridor, you have the room where Therese and Celine share a room. And in a small room along that corridor, you have the room where Leonie lived alone. She suffered from this. She felt it very much. That just the way that things happened, if she'd had Helene, this sweet, lovely, wonderful child with whom to pair up the way the others had, Things might have been different, but Helene, as I mentioned, sadly, dies when she's five years old. All right, when the next following year, when Leonie is seven, Celine now returns to the family, and then another girl, Melanie Perez, is born, but she's also immediately sent out to be nursed and tragically dies within two months because of neglect on the part of the nurse. Now, imagine this young girl, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years old, going through all of this, these births and deaths and coming and going and being left alone. And in fact, of the five daughters who live, she's the only one who goes through all of this because the oldest two are off at the boarding school and are not present for much of this. The youngest two are not born yet when a lot of this is happening. So again, Destabilizing event after destabilizing event. And this young child who is already struggling physically and emotionally, and in terms of her studies, is just, and, and not only this, but imagine the suffering and the worry in the parents and the anxiety and the sadness as there's one death after another. And she lives through all of this. And then, as I mentioned, when the war comes, she, when she's eight years old, the family moves within Alençon when she's eight years old. All right, that brings us up to her first effort. Her first attempt to be a boarder in the boarding school at Le Mans. But you can see that just the situation in which this, well, La Pauvre Leonie, you know, the poor Leonie, the situation that she's gone through.
0: Wow. The Father in Heaven allowed all this in this child's life. Is it possible that this story is going to be even more remarkable than Therese's story?
1: It's an amazing story. Yeah. Wow. All right Now, in this case, we're going to switch to some letters written by Elise or Sister Marie Dosite, who describes what happens with Leonie in this attempt to have her at the boarding school. So she's writing now to her brother Isidore and her sister-in-law Céline. So Leonie is eight years old, and she's uh, now at the school. Here I am like mother of three children, because uh, Pauline and Marie, the oldest, who are there, because I now have Leonie, who arrived about mid-June. So this is about maybe three weeks later. It is a continual battle. I would have liked her mother to have found the right place to send her to. But I can see that it has to be me who bears this cross. Now that gives you an insight. Now this is a sister who is a religious. She's not a married woman. She's a religious. She's living a cloistered contemplative life. She is teaching in a school. But she's well aware that having Leonie and having to care for Leonie is Well, she calls it a cross. It's a burden, continual battle. I will try, therefore, to summon all my strength. And you can almost hear the repetition of Zelie's efforts to deal with Leonie. Just think, on top of that, I don't even like the bother of children. It is completely incompatible with my character and my taste for peace and quiet. As I say, this is not a selfish woman writing, but this is a contemplative religious who just isn't used to these kinds of battles and struggles. However, God's will be done. It is for his glory, irrespective of our personal gratification. I hope, however, that I will make something of her, and with God's help, we will get there. This child loves me a great deal. All right, this is another side of Leonie, which is appearing now for the first time in the correspondence. She really had a very affectionate heart. This child loves me a great deal. She always did have a great deal of affection and love for her aunt. And it is surprising because I punish her so much. I don't spare her and it is necessary. Without that, we wouldn't be able to do anything with her and she fears nobody but me. It was the only way to attempt to control her. She was so unruly and so disruptive. Just a a little bit later during this same stay at the boarding school, and now we've already got the conclusion here. Leonie will not be coming back straight away. It just didn't go well. It was too disruptive. She wasn't learning. She was bothering the others. She was uncontrollable. Celie is not best pleased, but our mother does not want me looking after her this winter. She fears for my health. In fact, Elise had always had trouble with the cold and her health was not strong. I am well, but the weather is always worrying. This is a further letter from Elise, the oldest sister, writing to her brother Isidore and her sister-in-law, Celine, and she describes the children. And this is an important passage. So this is Leonie at nine years old. My little Marie is ravishingly candid, simple, and frank. Pauline is going to prepare for her first communion. Leonie, for the little time that I had her, so this was just roughly a two-month stay before she had to go home. This gave me reason to hope for the future. And so this is a wise woman who is seeing beyond the appearances. She is a difficult child to bring up and whose childhood won't be a source of pleasure. And she was right on that. But I think that in the future, she will be worth more than her sisters. Remarkable. And strikingly, you know, of the four sisters after other than Therese, which one's cause of canonization has been introduced? It's really interesting that Sister Marie Dosite could foresee some of this. And this is a beautiful thing. She has a heart of gold. And you'll see this phrase return a number of times. With all her difficulties and her emotional outbursts and her uncontrollable behavior and her disinterest and failure in her studies and all the rest of this, Paradox of this is that people recognize that there's a, there's a great goodness of heart in Leonie and they see this early on in her she has a heart of gold her intelligence is not developed and is well below average for her age however she doesn't lack brains and i find she has good judgment on top of that she and this is another really important thing in leonie on top of that she has an admirable strength of character when this little one gains reason, so when she gets to the point where she's old enough to you know, face life in that way, as a, a, a kind of a, a sense of life and so forth, when this little one gains reason and sees what her duty is, nothing will stop her. And we're going to see that in her life. This was a woman who knew what she wanted in life, and failure after failure after failure, nothing would stop her. And she got there. Sees what her duty is, nothing will stop her. Difficulties, however great they may be, will be nothing to her. She will knock down all the obstacles that will undoubtedly come her way because she is built for that. Lastly, she is strong and generous in nature and completely to my taste. But if the grace of God wasn't there, she would be a... And then uh, the editors of the letter, probably family members, just canceled what follows. That, that's an interesting thing, that, that without the grace of God, what would have become of her? Without the prayer, the faith, the support of the family, her own life of faith, her life of the sacraments and prayer, what would have become of her? And that's a very good question that her aunt raises. But it's really, really interesting that she sees, yes, this is a difficult child. She's slow. You have all the problems that are there, but she has a heart of gold and she has a uh, will of iron, an admirable strength character. When she sees where she wants to go, nothing is going to stop her.
0: What I heard in a lot of that too, Father Gallagher, is the need for structure and boundaries. There needs to be structure and boundaries and consistency. And she didn't have that She, when she was at home. And she loved the aunt so much when she was away because she provided that for her, a discipline. Even though it took a lot of work, even though it took a lot of effort, unexpectedly so, it touched her. Again, prior to that, everything that was happening in the home, there was so much changing and so much emotion and so much possible expectations that she couldn't fill. And that probably was frustrating too. It caused me to pause for a moment because, sure. again, in the life of so many kids, that's especially when they have these kind of learning disabilities or emotions, it, that they find that really helps.
1: Well, I think that's what Zili hoped in having her go to the boarding school and with her aunt's care. But I think we have to also remember here that she, she only lasted two months and they had to send her home with all the best will in the world, but remarkably, as I say, her aunt could see beyond the struggles of the moment and fully understanding them, see also other qualities. Her aunt will have something important to say about this a little bit later on in this story. Well, here is Zelie writing to her sister-in-law about the sad fact that Leonie was unable to last in the visitation boarding school and had to return home. Next Thursday, the children go back to the Visitation Monastery. So that's Pauline and Marie. But to my great regret, my Leonie won't be returning there. She's not able to keep up with the others. And at the moment, they don't have a teacher to give her private lessons. What's more, my sister's health is so fragile during the winter that the mother superior wants to spare her the fatigue of keeping an eye on this child. So the first attempt... Doesn't last long and doesn't turn out really all that well. All right, this next letter takes us to Leonie at age 10. Zelie is writing to her brother Isidore and her sister in law Celine. I brought the children, so that's the two oldest girls, back to Le Mans on the 8th of this month. Leonie still hasn't started school there yet. And Zelie says, I pushed that back until the first of the year. So she continues to hope that Leonie will be able to go back and successfully undertake studies there. And she and her husband, Louis, they think about it, and then they say, no, she's not ready this year, let's wait another year. That This goes on for a time. If it weren't so important to me that her aunt prepare her for First Communion, she'd never go to the Visitation Monastery. But I want to see if our sister manages to change her, as I hope. This is the enduring hope that Zélie has for her child. All right, this is the same year. Léonie is 10 years old, and Celie is writing to her brother Isidore. My dear sister in Le Mans, that's their older sister, is still doing reasonably well. She is much better than she was last winter, and we don't understand that at all because usually she suffered through the winters. You know, one of the things to keep in mind I don't know how they worked with Elise, but these monasteries didn't have heat. That just was considered a luxury that they, they wouldn't have. They would heat the common room for recreation times together and so on, but their cells, the corridors, the churches, and so on, these things were not heated. So they might be living in 50 degree temperatures, you know, in the monasteries during these times. And as you read the letters, you see there was a lot of flu and colds and these sorts of things. But it was a pretty austere life. The visitation was much gentler than the Carmel. And that will be one of the key reasons why Leonie will never become a Carmelite, because her health would never last with the rigors. It was a much more rigorous life. Although the visitation life by our standards today was still pretty rigorous. You know, I've gotten the idea that God is leaving her with me so that she can transform my Leonie. So uh, Zelie never loses this hope because she's the only person who has any influence over her. Also, when we ask my poor little girl what she wants to be when she grows up, her answer is always the same. I wonder if you can guess what her answer would be.
0: Mm.
1: Me, I'll be a nun at the visitation monastery with my aunt. Which is an interesting thing. Long before any of the other Martin sisters thought of religious life, Leonie is the one who's speaking about it. God willing, this will be so but Zélie can't really believe it, but it's too beautiful, and I don't dare hope for it. The next day after that letter, Zélie writes to the two girls who are at the boarding school, I don't know if Leonie will be able to enter the visitation the first of the year. She has eczema, and as I say, we'll see this returning periodically through her life, and it's still spreading. Your aunt has to tell me if I have to wait until she's recovered. Do they want her to be over this before they can allow her to come. So after the first failed attempt to have Leonie go to the boarding school when she's eight years old, some years pass and Leonie is now 11. Zélie and Louis make a second attempt to have her go to the boarding school. And so this is a letter when uh, this is in December and Zélie is writing to her brother Isidore and sister-in-law Céline. As for Leonie, she's entering the school at the Visitation Monastery. Now, every year, Isidore and Celine, especially her sister-in-law Celine, would send New Year's gifts for the children, and every year, you have the same thing. They get them, and Selene writes back, thanking her and then scolding her for doing as much as she did. It's just an interesting thing, but obviously, Celine was never bothered by that. She continued to do it every year. Okay, don't send her stationery or a workbox because she has all that. It would be a waste of money. Send her only a book on piety, either an imitation of Christ or the manual of the Christian. All right, so there is Zélie uh, in December looking ahead to having Leonie go to the visitation boarding school in January. And now let's pick up with letters from Sister Marie Dosite, uh, their aunt, as she writes about what happens when uh, Leonie is now at the boarding school. So this is in February so Leonie has been there for some weeks and their aunt is writing to Isidore and her sister-in-law Celine. You wanted me to give you news of Leonie. It's no small matter I assure you having three children to manage. It is a lot of trouble. It is difficult to train children to be virtuous. You are already experiencing it with your little Gene. It's not over. You've only just started. You will need a great deal of patience to reach your goal. But above all, so this is the elder sister writing to her younger brother. But above all, put your trust in God. That's the key. Human beings are nothing but instruments God wants to use, but they must recognize their limitations, make an effort as if everything depended on them, and yet only expect their success to come from God. And I assure you that by acting in this way, The Lord pours out his blessings, and everything goes wonderfully. In a way, it occurs to me as I read those words that that's that's the key to this whole story. The family and all its members did make their efforts, but God was at the center, and that's really where their greatest confidence was. I have proof in my Leonie. As you know, this poor child has a good many faults. During the first month, I scolded her when she didn't do things right, and that happened so frequently that I hardly did anything else. Now, what follows is really instructive because this is something that we'll, we'll see repeat in the life of Leonie. So, I hardly did anything else. Uh, there's a piece missing in the letter. It picks up, especially since her sisters kept coming and accusing her. I could see very well, so whatever her faults were, the sisters would bring them to the aunt. I could see very well that I would make this little girl unhappy without... Something missing, probably without helping her. And that's what I didn't want. I wanted to be an example of God's providence to her. So I implored God to help and enlighten me because I had only good intentions. I began, therefore, to treat her more gently. We'll see as the story unfolds that Leonie will never respond well to harshness, will always defeat her and discourage her, and she'll fail. But when she's treated gently like this, she blossoms. And this is the first time this, is, this happens. I began to, therefore, to treat her more gently by avoiding scolding and telling her that I saw she wanted to be good and please me and that I had confidence. In, I, I, I know that you want to be good. I know that you want to make me happy and I, I have confidence in you. You can do it. This produced a magic effect that was not only immediate but also lasting. So, so the, the aunt just marvels at the change in Leonie when she's treated this way but also lasting because it is continuing, and I find her entirely sweet. First time we've heard these words said about Leonie. I am more pleased with her than with her sisters, remarkably. The other two, Marie and Pauline, are very successful. They're doing well academically and in everything. What is unimaginable is the desire she has to please me. It makes her overcome her laziness. She is studying well now. She comes to me candidly to tell me what she has done wrong. I told her I wanted her to do so, and she is very obedient. And this is the one whom we thought was heartless, and who does, in fact, love more than the others. That's the heart of gold, that affectionate heart in her. When she's treated this way, uh, something in her just blossoms. I hope God will bless our efforts, and that she will become very good, because there is still work to do. And we will still more than once need to season our gentleness with firmness. All right, a few weeks later, writing now to Zélie. I can only say one thing. Léonie does give me trouble, it's true, but no more than Marie did. She has faults, but she has many qualities as well. She has such a good heart. There you see it again, that, that heart of gold, and is very obedient. She never answers back, no matter what we say unlike her two sisters who always want to be in the right. But her biggest fault is that she doesn't understand, you no know, more than if she were a child of three, and she's 11 you know, at, the, at this stage. And obviously, as the years go by, and she does so poorly at her studies year after year, it's going to get harder and harder for her because she has more and more to make up, and she never will actually properly catch up on her studies. Now, at this point, we have the first of letter that Leonie writes herself, and she's 11 years old at this point. It's the only letter we have of hers until she's 19. Uh, there's another letter, but we'll see that it's uh, copied in, in, in another letter. But this is the single letter that we have of her before she's 19. And she's right about at the same time that this last letter was written. She's at uh, Le Mans at the boarding school, and she's writing to her mother. Dear Mother, I was very naughty yesterday. All right, there are the struggles. I never learned my lessons. Aunt is not pleased with me. Today was outing day and we have the whole day off and Aunt is going to take us to the garden today. We are going to have lots of fun. The bishop gave us an extra day off for the Easter holidays. So this is something we don't see too much these days, but I can still remember in the Catholic grade school to which I went that, uh, the pastor would come in, would speak to the class, and once in a while, to the surprise and the delight of the students, I'm not sure of always the teachers, he would just declare a holiday or something like that. So bishops or priests would do this, and obviously the bishop has done this in this case. The bishop gave us an extra day off for the Easter holidays. I am very glad about this, and I will try to win the rosette, which is some kind of award for some kind of doing something well. Our little Celine and Therese well. I'm looking forward to the Easter holidays very much. I will try not to cause Aunt grief because I love her very much. So that, that's the, the heart of gold. That's the, the goodness of heart. And I will please her lots to please you. Goodbye, dear parents and all the family. I am going to be very good. Leonie Martin. All right. Unfortunately, things don't remain this way. So this is in either February or March, and now we're in the month of April. The aunt is writing to her brother, her brother, Isidore, and her sister-in-law. So, I'm expecting Zelie tomorrow. It won't be a joyous visit, I assure you. She must fetch her Leonie. So, again, for a second time, they, they've just realized we can't go on this way. It's too disruptive. She's not studying. It's too difficult. What can we do with this poor Leonie? And there it is, uh, the poor Leonie. What a cross. How I pity my dear sister. How I would like to be able to help her, but I can't do anything, nothing at all. However, I hope in the Lord, yes, and with all my strength, I have so much faith in him. I do not distrust him in the least. I know so well he can do what he likes. I shall hope in him and not be confounded. And then she hasn't finished the letter, and now it's five days later, and she continues to write, and in the intervening time, Jaylee has come and taken Leonie. Friday the 10th of April. I saw Zelie. She was very resigned. She thinks that when children are not like others, it is the parent's duty to carry the weight of looking after them. But in the meantime, she doesn't know what to do. You can just imagine. This was her last hope. This was the second time they sent her. It didn't work. What can we do? Where do we turn? What do we do? But in the meantime, she doesn't know what to do, and she is going to keep her at home rather than a boarding school. Her pain is great. She was so confident that the gentleness and love of the Visitation Convent would change her daughter. And now this hope has vanished. I hope that God will come to her aid.
0: Such a roller coaster for them. I mean, that's what it is. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry. I've been there. And so have so many others. It is such a roller coaster, Father Gallagher.
1: It's a side of the Martin family that I think it's a story that's unknown. You know, other than the very few people who have looked into Leonie's life, it will become better known as uh, her cause of canonization proceeds. But thus far, it's a part of this whole wonderful saga of the Martin family that, as I think, has not been explored enough. And I'm so glad that in this way, at least, we're making it available.
0: And if I could add this, Father, what... We're beginning to see here, because of Therese's story, we heard references to Leonie that she was the troubled child. She had all these difficulties. But no one, I think, because we were so focused on Therese, really looked at this troubled child in that there is so much more going on there than just trouble. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we label people and we don't really see the deeper depths of what's what's happening and what God may be doing with that child in that moment and with those parents. I think that's an important lesson too, don't you think?
1: I think so very much, yeah. Yeah, there's a providence working through all of this. What's coming to mind as you say that is something that I only realized as I started to get into the story of Leonie. We have this moment in Therese's story of a soul after Céline's death when Céline turns to Marie, the oldest sister, and says, from now on, you'll be my mother. And then Therese, who imitates Céline, turns to Pauline and says, from now on, you'll be my mother. And there's a beauty in that story. But what I never, ever thought of was the forgotten child. What about Leonie? Who did she turn to? She had no one. And somehow we just tended not to even notice these kinds of things. And so I think it's beautiful to start to notice it and to realize that there's an amazing story here that's unfolding through a lot of sorrow and pain, but I think an important story of grace. And you know, I don't easily use words like amazing and incredible, but this is a story of incredible hope, really. As I say, if Leonie is able to have the life that she had, then there is not one of us has any reason to give in to discouragement or to succumb to, I can't do it, I have this failing, I'm too weak, I doubt that, well, it won't be very many of us, if any of us at all, listening, who can say that we had to deal with the same struggles that Leonie had to deal with. Célie's letter, this is written two months after Leonie has returned home from this second failed attempt, and she's writing to her sister-in-law, Céline. I know you've learned from her aunt at Le Mans of my poor Léonie's departure from the boarding school. As you can imagine, this upsets me greatly. That doesn't say it enough. This has caused me profound sorrow, which still continues two months later now. My sister was my only hope to reform this child, and I was convinced they would keep her. But it wasn't possible in spite of their best goodwill. And you have to say that... um, The sisters were really good to the children. The the two daughters who went there, Marie and Pauline, they loved the school forever, so much so that Pauline, when eventually she realized her call to religious life, had planned to enter there as a uh, visitation sister at that convent until Grace led her to the Carmel. It wasn't possible in spite of their best goodwill, or else they would have had to separate her from the other children. As soon as she found herself in their company, she couldn't control herself and displayed a lack of discipline without equal. There's one scene in the family when she is just utterly uncontrollable, shouting, and finally, Louis, who is the gentlest of all men, has to get very firm with her, otherwise nothing would have stopped this. Finally, I believe that only a miracle could change her nature. It's true, I don't deserve a miracle, and yet, I hope against all hope. So, uh, Zélie never lost hope, even when everything looked like there was no hope, she never lost hope that things could change in her daughter's life. The more I see her being difficult, the more I convince myself that God will not permit her to remain that way. I'll pray so much that he'll let himself be swayed. Think of a St. Monica, you know, that kind of thing. At the age of 18 months, she was cured of an illness that could have killed her. Why would God have saved her from death and not planned to show her mercy? I would have liked to take her on the pilgrimage to le Monial, which leaves on June 25th, because it was through the intercession of blessed, now Saint Margaret Mary, that she was cured before, but I can't get away at that time. On the other hand, I'm intending to take her every year to Notre Dame de Seize, which was a local shrine to Mary, on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. In fact, when Leonie's health was so bad early on after her birth, Louis, her father, made a pilgrimage on foot to that shrine to ask for the healing of his daughter. I could lose my mind over it, but thank God I'm consoled by other things. Marie and Pauline are as well as possible. Celine and Therese show a lot of promise.
0: You've been listening to A Sister of St. Therese, Servant of God, Leonie Martin, Bearer of Hope, with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. Or you can find it on the Discerning Hearts free app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for A Sister of St. Thérèse, Servant of God Léonie Martin, Bear of Hope, with Father Timothy Gallagher.